Horford shot 67%. Yeah, I mean, so Horford. I was like, come on. But then the <laughs> goat the goat came through. Kevon Looney went two for two in the finals. Let's go. Let's go. Oh my god. It's What's up, guys? Welcome back to Quarter Kings. Your Richard host, Austin Chang. And with me today on video is Ryan Hugh. How's it going, bro? I'm good, bro. Just woke up, but we good. Definitely looks like you just woke up. Got a tank top on, you know, just looking like you're chilling today, huh? For sure. <laughs> My hair's not done, but you're looking fresh as usual. Ah, oh, come on, dude. I mean, I always do my hair and stuff. I mean, your hair looks fine, so it's not, it's not the worst. I, I mean, mean... Oh, okay, that, okay, <laughs> that never mind. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, uh, last week, got a bunch of stuff to talk about. You want to dive right into it? I mean, why not? I mean, the finals just ended, obviously, so what, you want to start with that or what? Start right off of that. Obviously, this week, um, didn't have a guest, but, you know, it's good to take a break every once in a while. Of course. Yep. And I'm sure all our past guests, they'll be down to join in some other time. But for now, let's go right into it. Let's go. <laughs> uh, Nuggets win their first championship in franchise history. Crazy. And Miami put up a valiant effort. Went down in five, though. Yeah, it wasn't the most valiant effort, but I mean, they did try putting up a fight. Uh, you watched game five, though. You saw how, how much they were in the game all the way into the fourth quarter. Honestly, it was like kind of like half and half. Like both teams were playing like shit, so like I didn't really know what was gonna go, what was gonna happen at the end. But like, as soon as Denver started playing up that lead, I was like, okay, it's probably over. It was just like the last few minutes that Butler started hitting the threes, and I was like, hold on, like this might be this might be a series, but no, definitely not. There was that one play where he, Butler got fouled and he like kicked his leg out. Oh man, that was that was stupid. He literally kicked his leg out and he got the foul. He got the free throws. And, and they reviewed it. Yeah. And my coworkers were were crying the next day at work. They were like, yo, that should not have been a foul. Because this yeah. man just like yeeted his leg out. <laughs> and I was just like, bro, the refs will, the refs gonna do what they wanna do, right? So like probably one I, six in the series. The 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 angles that they had were so funny too. It's like they have the baseline angle where like you see Buller clearly like pull up. And as he's shooting, no one touches him. He kicks Aaron Gordon in the, in the dick. <laughs> and then he gets the call. It's like slow motion. They still give it to him. I don't even know what the like what the reasoning is for that at all. I think honestly, I really am a believer that there is some under the table stuff happening with the refs. No, there has to be. You saw Eric there... Lewis, right? That that burner yes. account. There yeah. has to be something going on. With the Twitter on. account, bro, it's crazy. So I really think that regardless of who is refing the finals, there's always some shady-ass shit happening in the back. Yeah, I agree. And also, some of like, the stats that they have, like with Scott Foster, it was against Chris Paul, right? Like He Chris was like 23-1 or and something. And 2, right? 23-2 and two or something like that. Chris Paul has only won two games with Scott Foster uh, refing. It's crazy. Yeah, there has to be something going on back there. No, definitely. But I think in the end, although it was an ugly ass fight in game five, I think Denver really just knocked it out of the park at the end. They they really looked at Jokic and Jamal Murray to to get the job done. Yeah, yeah. 
and it's been like that the whole series like once i already said the last podcast like once you get into the last few minutes or even just the last quarter as a whole they need offense there's only one like there's only one play that they're calling it's just the, the murray Jokic pick and roll that's all they're doing that exactly like that's kind of what sealed the deal in the end but uh like i said miami to me they played decently well all the way into the fourth they kind of just they stopped fouling there was that one play where they just decided not to foul they're like they just gave up right yeah yeah at the end and i just felt a little sad for them because it was like wow eight seed you made it this far might as well just give it another effort but i guess they were tired they wanted to go home yeah yeah is what it is (laughs) but overall like i think um denver truly well deserved even if a lot of people including myself didn't think they would have been a, t- a title contender entering this postseason. No, nobody did. I mean, they were in the play on. They almost lost to the Bulls in the in the play <laughs> Like, imagine if they lost to the Bulls. Like, what would have happened then? Like, that's that's crazy. Clown. It's uh, finals MVP goes to what? Demar Derozan's daughter. Oh my god, dude, that was so <laughs> stupid. Didn't they ban her from the arena after that yeah, one game? Bro. I, don't, I don't know if they banned her, but I swear she had school or some shit. Like, oh, yeah. That's why she didn't go to the Yeah, Demar was like, you're going to school. Like, you're not going to embarrass me again. Nah, you're, you're not embarrassing me again. Like <laughs> That was actually crazy. But, that was wild. Yeah, in terms of the finals, I mean, what's crazy to me is with Denver, Jokic and Murray having the first 30-point triple-double as mm. teammates, like, ever. I thought it was just the finals or the playoffs, so that was ever. Like, no other team have two players on the same game have a 30-point triple-double. That is really crazy because not saying that they shouldered all of the work, but they they did, like, 90% of it. I mean, yeah, they had to pretty much, yeah. Bro, if they both had a 30-point triple-double, there would have been, like, 60-something. And then what was the final score? Like, 90-something, (laughs) 80-something? That's what it seemed like every game ended. Like, it felt like a 2009 game, the way, like, the scores were ending. It's, like, under 100, both of these teams not scoring enough. I would say, although the shooting was dreadful, the defense was actually pretty on par, though. Yeah, yeah, I would say. Yeah. I mean, there are many games that... where I thought both Miami and Denver were just, like, absolutely hounding each other on defense, like, not giving up good shots. And, I mean, yeah, like, you can point at the shooting. Like, some sh- a lot of shots were open, but, like, compared to other series, like, a lot of the shots in this, in this series were, like, really contested. Yeah, definitely. And shout-out to... All the, the defenders that uh, Denver has that got helped get the job done. You know Jamal Murray and Jokic aren't the greatest defenders in the world. Yeah. But that's what you get. You build a supporting cast with strong defenders and shooters on, around you, right? Yeah. KCP on the wing, Aaron Gordon doing his thing in the down low. Like, that's... That's it's just not even... Yeah, it's guys. like... Those are two guys. And, like, it seems like everyone on the whole... In the whole rotation, like, Bruce Brown, uh, Christian Brom... Christian like, Braun, yeah. These two guys are coming in just hounding, especially like Bruce Brown. Like, I have a lot to say about this guy. I think Bruce Brown, I think his impact, like, at least earned him at least, like, mid-teens, like, in terms of his next mm. contract. Like, I think he's probably going to stay with Denver, you know, on a one-plus-one one, little wink-wink deal. He's going to get paid yeah. next summer. But <laughs> if I was just any other team, like, say he was an unrestricted free agent this year, I'll be throwing a lot of money at this guy. I mean, this is a starting caliber shooting guard. You can allow him in the playoffs. He's a decent enough shooter. He guards pretty much like one through four-ish kind of rebounds, plays hard. I mean, what else do you want from a shooting guard in today's mm-hmm. NBA? Definitely, definitely. He has proved that he can keep up with these guys despite of what others might think of him. His name's not even that big too, but like judging by the way he played or like 
when he got the chance to even like display what he can do. I think, yeah. I think he definitely deserves um, a big contract next time. His yeah, next, uh, next I think time he, around, yeah. his impact along with Michael Malone's willingness to, because we saw like MPJ wasn't having the greatest series. He wasn't shooting mm-hmm. the greatest. He was making like a lot of mistakes yep. uh, on defense. And I think in part of both to Michael Malone's genius, along with MPJ's selflessness to, to say to himself, like, look, listen, MPJ, like if you're in his position, you're like, I can draw buckets any night, this and that. Like mm-hmm. I would feel, I would feel myself so much. Like I would have such an ego, yep. but he saw that he's not playing that well. He doesn't care if Bruce Brown's going in instead of him closing out games because Bruce Brown's probably, like, he's having a better impact. He's having a better series. Like, MPJ sitting back and saying, hey, it's fine. I don't care that I'm not getting these minutes. Mm-hmm. I think it speaks to how good Denver has been in this playoffs. Like, how tight-knit they are, how much they trust each other. I think Michael Malone going to Bruce Brown instead of MPJ to close out some of these games has been, like, really impressive to me. Oh, and you already know Bruce Brown is going to get a fat paycheck this summer. Maybe not this summer, but next summer I can see it. Because this summer, a- I... Th- He's a free agent this summer, though. He is, but yeah, the like the most he can get is not that much compared to what it would be next summer. I guess so. that I guess you are right, but you got you're gonna have a whole lineup of teams for asking sure. about him. Yeah, all the contenders are gonna want him. For, like, yeah, for he's, sure. He's he's a perfect fit on any team, honestly. Yeah, any, any team. team, any team could use a guy like that. Even like Houston or something like someone just to like <laughs> give them techie teams, right? Yeah, like even Detroit. Like I think Detroit would be a great fit for him, honestly. Beside Cade, like why not? But so back to Detroit, like back yo, to maybe get, get him back there, get him back there. <laughs> but yeah, I think also like with Bruce Brown is like his energy. That's another thing that a lot of players yeah. they, that they come in and they just have a lot of energy. They kind of boost them raw of the team. They make a few plays here and there, and everyone just gets hype. Like, everyone gets behind that. I think momentum is, like, also super important in some of these games, and he brings that with his energy. No, definitely. Uh, if you've ever played sports in high school or, like, you've done, like, these type of sports outside of, outside of just for fun, outside of fun, you know that, like, momentum can carry you all the way. And I felt like in this series, once the Nuggets uh, got that 2-1 lead, they kind of just cruised the rest of the way with Bruce Brown helping, being a leading factor in that, right? Yeah, and I think basketball, like, when I watch these games live and I'm, like, absolutely focused on it, it really just seems like it's just a game of runs. Like, one team mm-hmm. goes on a run, another team goes on a run, and there's so much times where I'm watching and I'm like, all Denver needs is, like, one or two more runs, and this game is completely over. In, like, the second or third quarter, like, all they need is just one more run, and Miami just goes on another run. So to have a guy like Bruce Brown that can come in and just change the energy is so important. Like, it, it gives them so much free buckets. It gives them so much... Like, I don't know, like, it gives them a lot of leeway to, like, make some mistakes, but still have, like, the morale to keep going and fighting. Definitely. He's one of those guys that just shifts your entire perspective on how to play the game. And yeah. I, although it would be great to see him stay out, stay in Denver, uh, and maybe potentially get another back-to-back finals trophy or championship i don't know if that's going to happen considering the payroll next year for denver yeah like they have a lot of choices to make but if i I was denver i mean you'd i mean they're probably in the best position out of any team right now with all the guys that they have on the books Mm -hmm. right now i would i wouldn't mind going into the tax and like absolutely paying the most i could like for bruce brown and i i do feel like a one 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 plus one like is possible like just get him to one more year like pay him next season if you can repeat right yeah, I mean, why not Bruce yeah. Brown? Like, why not stay there? 
You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's mm-hmm. a perfect situation for him. Like, he, it, the way he played this playoffs, if he carries that over to next season, he's going to get paid, you know? Definitely, yeah. And also, another thing I want to point out, Bruce Brown, like, this goes back to Brooklyn. Like, his impact. We saw him back mm-hmm. in Brooklyn when he was playing with KD. That little short roll where he would just pull up and shoot a floater. Like, he was doing that almost every single possession. We saw <laughs> that. We were like, this guy's really good. He's coming into Denver this season. Like, we kind of forgot about this guy a bit. Yeah, He's he shooting threes. And I think out of any anyone I saw this finals, he was the most impressive to me in terms of finishing at the rim. Every time mm. he would go in there, he would initiate contact and just finish any layup. I was I was in awe when I saw him <laughs> make some of these layups. So I'm, I am feel like I'm glazing him so much, but I'm super impressed by Bruce Brown. No, I feel that. I feel that. I think Bruce Brown is hella underrated, but let's not forget about the other contributors. Yeah, for sure. Aaron Gordon, for sure. Yeah. I think, although he didn't shoot that well from three this series. I don't think so. Not no. this series. Yeah. But his defensive impact, especially with the help defense on Jokic's side, like phenomenal. Like he would close out on the guys that Jokic uh, couldn't guard, essentially. He would be a threat on their wing, like pounding, hounding the guys there. Like it's crazy how, how versatile he is on the defensive end. And honestly, the. I think that um, no one talks about him this year. Yeah, I no feel like everyone's talking about the offensive players. Which yeah, the offense helps you score points and win games. But I think to prevent the other side, you got to look at your Aaron Gordons, your your defensive impact guys too. So props to him. Yeah, I think both him and MPJ, especially like especially MPJ on the defensive boards. But to speak on Gordon, I mean his impact on defense, yeah, is is very like undersold. I feel like. The way he's able to shift, and he's one of those guys that I feel like it's like kind of like Bam, but he can really guard one through five. It seems like yes, he can really hang with any of the guys on the court, and him offensively, like yeah, he didn't have the greatest shooting series, but when he had to make these shots, he was making them. Mm-hmm. And when and when Jokic went down with that little ankle injury, I, I forgot what game it was. I think it was game four. Game four, game. F- it was it was like near the end of the series, but yeah. Yeah, well, Jokic went down, and and they pretty much like Murray was struggling the last two games when when they put Caleb Martin on him. So they, they, they had no one to go to offense with. And, mm-hmm. like, Aaron Gordon getting the ball and, and making some of these tough shots, like, it's nice to have a guy. It reminds me of Wiggins a lot, even though they're not yeah. the same kind of player. But, like, the impact that they had, these smiles, like, two guys that used to average, like, 20 points per game back when they used to have their own team coming into a new team and settling into a role. But when they need to shine, they're going to be there. Like, they're, they're still gonna... those same guys. Exactly. They're going to step up and... Although they might they might not be the number one or two option anymore, they can still do they can still cook. Yeah, when the, when their number gets called upon, they can be there. For exactly. Sure. I like what I'm most happy for him. I'd rather win a fi- uh, a championship than two dunk contests. So, <laughs> like obviously, he wears a number fifty for that reason, but yeah. that kind of like it proves that he's a winner no matter what now. Yeah, I think like there's like a whole paradigm shift of like what Aaron Gordon as a as a player was gonna be. Like, we thought he was gonna be one of these guys that just puts up good stats on a bad team, and that's that's his career. You know, like he missed a dunk contest, that was the peak of his career. Now he's just like another player. Like, I'm glad that we see him like turn into something. Like, he he's like a big contributor on a yeah. championship winning team. Yep. And uh, let's hope to see more years of his success in Denver, hopefully, because. He is so fun to watch in the Nugget system. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, And I also want to speak quickly about, maybe not quickly, but Miami's rotations. I kind of felt like 
I feel like Spo could have done a bit better there because they Definitely. were struggling mightily on offense. I thought so. Like Bam is like their main offensive weapon, which is like you want Jimmy to be that guy, but like having Bam take like twenty plus shots is it's nice, but the kind of shots he was taking was not great. And I would have liked to see a lot more Duncan Robinson and Caleb Martin in particular. I think they could have played Tyler Hero in game five too, which was Yeah, where was he? Baffling. Where the hell was he, bro? <laughs> like these these men are saying these reports are coming out. Oh, he's clear to play. Yeah, he's gonna be uh under a minutes restriction. Where the fuck is he? Like <laughs> Yeah, this is the last game of your season. You like, need offense. Put him in, but I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I, I think Struess was struggling so much on offense, and so was Gabe Vincent, although he, he did have some defensive contributions. No, Gabe Vincent actually played decently well compared with, like, all the other guys, I'd say. I think Vincent, like, the the, the shots he was taking and missing, like, it, it killed the morale. Like, when he would miss, like, it would hurt a lot more when he would miss. Like, <laughs> you would feel his misses because they would just, Denver would just go down and just, like, easy points on that fast break. But when you're in a situation like this where you can't score at all and, like, you have no offense going, why is Robinson not getting more than 20 minutes a game? Even though, like, I feel like he played much better than Shrews, both offensively and defensively. Like, I'm, I don't hate Robinson defensively, and on offense, like he contributes. Like yeah. he, he, he can cut, he can shoot, and the shots he was getting, like, very, very high quality shots. Like he would just miss some of them, even though he shot forty three percent in the finals. Mm-hmm. Like you have to turn to some of these guys that have been carrying you this whole playoffs. Like have been oh. have been generating good offense, good energy. Like Robinson's impact. Like, it deserves way more than just 20 minutes, like 18. He got 14 minutes in one of these games. Like, it yeah. makes no sense. I don't know. I think, Coach, it also comes, I think we talked about this with Yash a few weeks ago. It also comes down to Coach's preference as well. Yeah. Who true. does he trust? Who does he think is the best fit? And we know uh, Coach Spo as one of the best coaches in the whole league. Yeah. So, uh, like you said a few weeks ago, it's a chess match between the two. Coach Malone, Coach Spo, they both go at it hard. But at the end of the day, um, Eric did what he did thought was best, but um, Mike still came out on top. So, yeah, and also with with Caleb Martin, like I was going to talk about it. Yeah, um, of course. His impact was was so strong when he would play. I mean, he would attack the rim relentlessly. Something that Miami was not doing at all. Even Butler wasn't doing it. He mm-hmm. wasn't attacking the rim. Bam was settling for mid range jumpers. They needed someone like Hero, but Caleb Martin in particular to attack the rim and put pressure on Jokic. And I thought with Martin. They found something with him those last two games where Murray struggled. It, it wasn't Murray just missing shots. Murray was yep. getting hounded by Caleb Martin in the backcourt, full-court press. Like, the, like him and Robinson were two guys. I wish I could have seen more. Obviously, Spo knows better, but mm. I think it, it would have helped them if they played them to a bit more. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, obvi- honestly, though, Denver had an answer to everything Miami threw at them. Like, whether it was um, shooting from deep 80% of the time, or, like, just getting the, those mid-ranges as much as possible. Like, Denver just could just, like, just guard it or have some answer to containing it. So, I think, at the end of the day, it did come down to the team's makeup. You Miami already did not have Victor Oladipo or Tyler Hero coming into the playoffs. So, they are shorthanded on the roster. You're reaching into guys at the end of your bench and the end of your rotation. Yeah. Denver is relatively healthy already. They know their game plan. Whatever, don't fix what's not broke. That's what they did the entire season, the entire playoffs. And Miami had to constantly keep adjusting because of injuries, because of health. So, 
I think because of that, they were already at the disadvantage. And we already knew going into this series that Denver was coming out on top. Yeah, like, I think you, you said it perfectly. Like, that's so many injuries. They have to reach down to Cody Zeller, starting Kevin Love, playing Hayward Highsmith, who I think was actually wasn't the worst. But, yeah, like, okay. it sucks. Okay. It sucks that they had to, to go through so much injuries. And, like, maybe it was the right call to maybe not play Tyler Hero. Like, you don't want to risk further injury, maybe. Maybe preserve so, him for the following year. Yeah. So yeah. I don't, I don't even really blame them. Like I don't, I'm not like shitting on Miami for losing. Like I'm not gonna say that they're, they're trash or nothing. Like it wasn't completely their fault. But... No, they have my respect, bro. An eight seed. Yeah, like, for sure. And they're a playing team too. Like they have my respect. And they Just... beat probably the two like contenders from the East, the Milwaukee East and Boston. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> nah, New York. <laughs> oh, yeah, New York. Even though New York put the, like gave them the toughest fight. Yeah, them, they did. New York crazy. gave one of the tougher fights. Yeah, but, yeah, I think. Overall, Miami has my respect, and Denver, congratulations. For sure. Shout out to Nikola Jokic for losing his finals MVP trophy, too. Like, <laughs> like yeah, how does that happen? How does that, does that happen? happen? <laughs> you saw his interview, right? After yeah. after the game, he's like, I want to go home. I was just like, yeah. this, this guy does like, not what? care This guy, is like, he just won like the, the most prestigious basketball award. He's like, oh, I want to go home. I don't want to go to the parade. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was like, when's the parade? Thursday. <sighs> It's like, <laughs> like fuck, dude. It's so funny, bro. Oh my god. But yeah, Jokic kills me. Like, it's like he doesn't even care about basketball that much. Yeah, he, that's what it seems like. He likes horses. Like, honestly, I can respect a guy like that. Yeah, like some people are actually hitting on him, which is kind of funny that he's like, oh, he doesn't give a shit about basketball. It must just be an act. Like, no, I feel like he joins is like, it's just a job. Like, it's just his job. It feels <laughs> it's like. His... You know how you go to your nine to five job every day. You know, like hey, yeah, I I studied for this, I prepared for this my whole life, and I'm just doing this every day. That's Jokic, bro. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, if he could be a horse racer in Serbia, he would go and do that right that, now. That's his dream career. That's I his feel like that's career. more of his dream. This he is his, with his horses. This is his like McDonald's part time nine to five. That's, <laughs> nah, that's, it. that's, that's crazy, his job. Bro. That's crazy. <laughs> the the money he makes is his side hustle. Like that's just. <laughs> yeah, this is like just like a little little side project, a little, you know? a little side thing, you know. Win a few horses. MVPs, a championship here and there, and then go back make, home and live my life. Make history in some basketball league, you know, like <laughs> some basketball league, yeah, some basketball league. It is what it is, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, congratulations, Denver. Well deserved. Also, one thing I I want to point out this one yeah, thing. Yeah, of course. Bam Adebayo in the finals, he shot 19 from 21 from the free throw line, which is 91. percent so I want to ask you just real quick, a little trivia for for you, Ryan. Okay. Who was the last big man to shoot over ninety percent in the NBA Finals on a minimum of twenty free throw attempts? Can I ask three questions? Okay, go ahead. Okay, was this within the last five years? Yes. Okay. That's a big question. Was this on a winning team? Like, did the team win the championship? No. No, okay. Okay, let me think. Let me think who... Let me think within the last five I'm, years. I'm, I got you, I got you. All right. 2018, so that's Cleveland. 2019, that's Golden State. 2020 was... Miami. 2021 was Phoenix. 2022 was Boston. Hmm. These are tough answers. Like <laughs> these are tough teams. These are tough players and big man, right? Yeah, big man. 
was this player in the West? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that narrows it down. That now. narrows it down. That narrows it down. All right. I speak about this guy a lot. Ooh. In the West. So, okay. 2019. Was it DeAndre Ayton? It was DeAndre Ayton. Okay. Okay. He shot 20 from 22, 90.9%. And actually, it's kind of interesting. There were three big men in a row that shot 90% in the finals. From 2019, Marc Gasol, 24 for 26. I was thinking of Marc Gasol. I I thought you were going to say Marc Gasol. I thought you were going to say. I was thinking of him, but then I had to ask, was it the winning team? Yeah. 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 He wasn't the last, but he was one of them. Anthony Davis, 2020, Mm. where I would say he was a center. 30 for 32, 93.8%. I mean, that is impressive stuff. For it to happen three years in a row. (laughs) <laughs> and I wish it would have been five years in a row from 2019 to now. So I looked at 2022 on, on who was like the best shooting a big man. Big man. Horford shot 67%. Yeah, I mean, so Horford. I was like, come on. But then the <laughs> goat now. the goat came through. Kevon Looney went two for two in the finals. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, yo, I was racking my brain. I was like... <laughs> Was it Kavon Looney? I was like, imagine, imagine I was it was Kavon Looney. Looney. <laughs> nah, but like these twenty. What was it nineteen for twenty-one? You said. Uh, or... Bam out of bio. Yeah, Bam. Yeah, nineteen for twenty-one. That's crazy, bro. Like, in that high-pressure environment, you got the Denver fans booing. Like last time you were in the finals, there was no one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Mickey Mouse ring. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there was no one. And this time around, you got a whole altitude of people oh, the, yelling at you, bro. And the altitude. He should have the altitude that's also. That's my thing. And he still, co- he still pulls through. Yeah. He comes clutch. 19 of 21. Like, respect for that. Yeah. And he, yeah. he's like, he's a good free throw shooter, but like, no one expects 90% from Batman at Bio. Like, that was really impressive from him, honestly. Bro, 90% is nearing was it 90 54 like those those top offensive guys right yeah exactly yeah so like obviously they didn't win but mm, you got bam is already on that verge of superstardom yeah he's close he's me. so close for me he's on that verge for me like he's a top mm-hmm. five center in my opinion yes he is definitely but, like he's just missing like if he if he fixes up his jumper like smarter on offense, like he's it's like defensively, he's perfect. Like he's a DPOY candidate. It's oh, just he the is. Offense. He is a defensive monster. You just need to work on that offense a bit. Get in the get in the gym this off season. Work out a few kinks. You know, like just yeah. make sure everything's like a little more polished. And I think exactly. he'll be one of the best big men in the next two years. For sure, like I can top see him. Two. I think NBA. top two or top three. Top yeah. two. You think top two? I think top two is possible. If NBA Miami keeps. Ooh, Embiid might slip down, I think. I don't know. That's kind of hating right now. I think Embiid is still, like, <laughs> I, I hate Embiid a lot. But, like, he's still, like, top two. Come on. But I think Embiid might slip. Performances, and, and if you remember, yeah, maybe, maybe. I could see. If Philly does not perform in the next two years, his ranking is going down. I mean, can you blame him, though, in particular? I mean, I, to a certain degree, if... If you're the one not producing anything, the blame yeah, gets on you, right? Because like you can average thirty and twelve in, in the regular season, but like if you struggle in the playoffs constantly, like if you're doing nineteen and like nine in the postseason, bro, I'm sorry, that is not that is not it. Not, yeah, and it's for top two, yeah, like you need to be good on, on in both. Exactly, seasons. yeah. So yeah, bam. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention, 
DeAndre Jordan wins his first ring. Oh my god, dude. That, like, out of all the Lob City people, <laughs> him? Bro, come on. What do you mean, no come one on? I mean, like, although he did not play, I'm sure he was a great locker room presence. Oh, for sure, he had to for be. For sure. I was That's why sure. they signed him. Exactly. Exactly. And I was telling my sister when Denver won, I was like, DeAndre Jordan won a ring. <laughs> That's what you said. That's, that was the first thing you said. Like, I wasn't even happy that a Canadian won. I was just happy that DeAndre, DeAndre Jordan, Jordan won. <laughs> even Ish Smith gets which, a rig. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. Ish Smith did. No, he he actually played decently well. He, he, he did his part. <laughs> no, I mean, like, throughout the postseason, like, throughout the playoff run. Oh, okay. Like, wh- when he got the chance, he provided that, like, that veteran leadership type of role. He did what he could on when on the floor. So, I think... That's what you bring in Ish Smith for. You bring yeah. Ish Smith and uh, DeAndre Jordan to fulfill those leadership, those Jeff teachable well. moments. Yeah, exactly. Like you need to have yeah. these guys. That's why vets are so important. That's why uh, Houston needs to kind of learn. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I think Houston and Pist and Detroit both need those veteran presidents. Yeah, not Eric Gordon. Yeah. Like he is not. He's not the vet that you want. <laughs> uh, someone older, maybe. He's one of those guys shitting on the players. Yeah, like, he's like. No, Man, what the fuck are these guys shooting on the floor? <laughs> Yo, did you see uh, Jamal Murray's uh, shirt? What does his shirt say? It's like, instead of Playoff Murray, it's cross out and it says Championship Murray. Oh, that's tough. New that's Balance, tough. bro. That's, it was Yo, New tough. Balance it was got tough. some heaters. I can't lie. New Balance is kind of good with their shirts and, and merch. I can't lie. Bro, might have to switch teams. I don't know. Nah, come on, dude. <laughs> I, I'm an Anto boy. I'm, I'm, I'm on Anto for sure. All the way. And uh, didn't... Um, Austin Reeves got a new shoe oh, recently, bro. too. I would you even know the name of... I read it, and I, I still forgot. Like, I read the name of the brand. It's like the AR or something, right? <laughs> bro, it has, like, a, like a gun. Not a gun, but, like, a... What's it called? Like, a hit marker thing? Like, a... Oh, like, uh, like a... Uh, like a dead or something. Deadpool. Yeah, dead, dead, yeah. Like, I'm bullseye, pretty, right? A bullseye. Yeah, like a bullseye or yeah. something like that. <laughs> that shoe was... Uh, it's, like, it's like fake Kobe's, it looks like, honestly. <laughs> Yo, we need an episode where we just rank shoes. Like, I, rank I need... shoes? Yeah, yeah, for sure. We gotta yeah, rank I'm... Akari's new Antos if he signs with them. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Um, any more thoughts on the finals? Because I think there's a few more stuff that happened last week that would be interesting to talk yeah, about. Yeah, I, I think I think all the other podcasts have already talked about the finals like way more than we have, so I guess we can move on. Alright, let's go. John Morant suspended 25 games. <sighs> that happened this morning, which is pretty yeah. crazy. I mean, what are your thoughts on this? Bro, I kind of... Well, okay, when the news came out about the second gun incident, I already said he was definitely going to have the suspension. Yeah. I thought it was going to be longer. Way longer. I was thinking 60 games, but that's just... That was me. Like, when I think suspension, I'm thinking of no pay, and you're just doing what you can to better yourself. 25 games seems kind of lenient. I'm not gonna lie. It seems kind of lenient. What? It's not even twenty-five percent, right? Or is it's more than I can't math. It's more than twenty-five. I can't math. But anyways, like twenty-five is to me is like, yeah, to start. But what else are you doing? Is he getting any like, yeah, uh, therapy? Is he doing anything else? Do you know? I have no idea. Like all I saw was the graphic: twenty-five games, John Moran. And I'm just saying they're like. What on earth? Like the the first time around, what happened the first time around? He got like sat like ten, ten, like, ten eight or games. ten games, right? eight or ten games, right? Adam Silver is like, oh, I'm gonna announce it after the finals because I don't want it to like, you know, I like, change the course of thing. This news, 
I don't give a fuck. 25 games? Like, I don't give a fuck. If it was like 60, I would have been like, damn, like, maybe I care about this more than the get, finals. Don't you get <laughs> suspended more for taking PEDs? Like, I'm, just, I'm Yeah, like, Tyreek Evans got suspended like two years, bro. Like, what the fuck? Like, uh, yeah, this guy's like, I mean, yeah, I guess like, you know, like, a gun in his hand is like, oh, who cares? It's America. Like, you should be able to. Bro, he's on an NBA team representing like, like a whole franchise he's one of the faces of the league a, you're a role model for kids for the kids bro. like that's yeah, my like, thing why. yeah like this think is of why the you kids this shit. <sighs> like all these kids in memphis are gonna be like damn i want to listen to young boy and play with guns all because they see john morant do it it bro, sucks my, nah nah that's that ain't it i'm just i think no there's all these memes about adam silver you know walking out like, <laughs> like you know like <laughs> but this man came out with the like the lightest suspension ever so yeah it's like it's like hitting him on the head with like one of those plastic hammers like that's that's what he did to him slap him on the wrist i mean listen okay i'm gonna just say for me he's on my fantasy team and i had to choose between him zion or, or paul george to keep Bro. i'm keeping i'm keeping john out 25 games like i can deal with that so i'm happy but like for the league i mean that sucks no for the league it definitely sucks and i don't know if for the grizzlies it'll affect them or not in substantially because they were a top team without Ja. Was it last season? For a <laughs> it was few, like the last for, two seasons. It felt yeah, like. for a large stretch. And they they could do it without him. So Yeah, um, I think so too. I think, hot take here. There's a chance that the front office might consider moving on from Ja. I don't know. I, I don't I think, know about that. I think, there's a, I think there's a high possibility. If you're sending him to one of the younger teams like... Houston, or like, <laughs> no, please, no, no, but Houston you can... with Emu with Doka, <laughs> Kevin Porter Jr. Holy fuck! But think about it, you can get a whole, you can get a nice ass package for that. Well, yeah, but I mean, he is you, okay, have a... you forget, he was, in my opinion, like the third best point guard in the league, yeah, yeah, but like... you can still bring in a lot of talent from Ja. Especially I, with his an, on-court and off-court antics, like I think it's possible. Those suck, but I mean, there are a lot of players that kind of have like some rough off-court issues, like some, so like. But I think with this, like, I you am. could probably deal with it more than I don't know. It's not killing the locker room, like it's it's not something that affects his his play on the court, which is like he's so young that you hope that he can work through it. Like, it's not like he's 27 doing this, where, like, you kind of have to make the decision where, like, is he going to ruin the future? Is he going to, like, kill his own career? Mm-hmm. Like, I would expect him being so young to, like, actually get his act together, especially since he's so young. Like, that, I think that's the only thing that's kind of stopping me from wanting to trade him. Like, he is probably going to be, like, the best point guard in the league at some point in the future. And he's so young. He's on a good contract. Our team is one of the best teams in the league. Like, they're only like one or two pieces away from being a championship contender. Like I, I won't want to throw that away just because of some like a few. I don't say dumb mistakes because like it is pretty substantial, but like just like some things that you can work through, I guess. I think that some of these things though can destroy a rocker room. Ro- sorry, locker room like vibe. So, I don't know. Will, when he comes back, will the players on the roster be like, "Oh, welcome back, Ja," or be like, "Ah, you fucked up." Cause like, how is it going to be? How is it going to be? Like, do you want to start fresh and just start, just have a good start to the end of the season with a new point guard? Or do you want to come like partway through the season with the old guy with the same, same vibes type of 
the negative feeling, right? I guess. I mean, okay, would you would you trade like let's say there's a pa- a package to send Jaw for the second pick? Would you would you make that if you're, if I you're do the it. Grizzlies? You do it I for do Scoot? It. I do it for Scoot. Man, I I think like it like, I mean, listen, we've seen Dylan Brooks like play like Garbanzo and just out there, "Hey, hey, woo!" Like everyone loves him, like they're dancing with him. Like I feel like that locker room, if they had some vets, then yes, like Okay, that's also another thing. If they had vets, I wouldn't mind too much because I feel like the vets would like just shit on John Morant. I mean, like, like no one in the locker room that Steven Adams, but like he doesn't like, say one, shit, dude. He's the <laughs> nicest guy in the league, right? So like that's he not gonna. Say shit. Yeah, it's not he's gonna just work. big. <laughs> he's just big. Yeah, they need like Zach Randolph on the on the coaching staff. That's what they need. Oh, Zebo Zebo would be crazy. Like back to Memphis, perfect. please. Back to Memphis, and you get Vince Carter in too. Like, I. Bro. I like that. <laughs> just anyone to just check John Moran, like be the mentor. Like, I hate when people say like, "Oh, he needs like a good father figure." Like, that's so cringe. Like, he, he just has a someone... father figure. Yeah, he does. He but, like, <laughs> they mean like someone to like be like his dad. Like, tell him no, don't do this. Like, no, you don't. Need I'm gonna keep that him checked during the regular season. Yeah, like someone to just season period. Not even guide him. Just like show him like what he's doing is fucking stupid. Like, <laughs> that's what you need. You know, bring in like Metal World Peace, like run our test, Metal World Peace. Tell him like, yeah, that might happen. I feel like and Ron Test is he's two jokes. Like he won't take him seriously. Sometimes. You don't know that though. Like he did have a comeback, kind of. He did, I guess. Yeah, and what about um? I was gonna say Gilbert Arenas, but I don't think that's a great example. <laughs> it's like the worst example you could have pulled out, bro. What? <laughs> but yeah, I think um. I think Mem- I personally think Memphis has a chance of trading him, but we'll see. If this happens one more time, I think he he should be out of here. But what's with people wanting to trade these young guys? Like, why don't we move on to our next topic, which is the Zion rumors of him getting traded for the second pick? I mean, would you would you risk not risk? I guess it's it's a lot more like plausible in this situation. I feel like with Zion having so much injury issues and him not being the greatest like locker room guy, like would you consider trading Zion? Okay, so the context here is he's always injured. And he, when he isn't around the team, he just doesn't interact with the team. Right? Yeah. That's, the, that's the context here. But when he does play, he's a killer on the court. He's putting up like 28 and 10, right? Like top 10 player when he's on the court. 10, he's a top 10 player when on the court. And I guess the same could be said for, uh, for Jaw as well. But the difference between the two, when Zion doesn't play, the whole team goes to shit. When Ja doesn't play, the team stays in that top three standing. So do you trade Zion to at least stay within contention status? Or do you keep an injured player on there in hopes that he'll be healthy the entire season and postseason? It's actually a really tough dilemma. I think this situation is a lot more like it's easier to argue both sides mm-hmm. i personally i will look to trade zion i think like being a good locker room guy is one of the most important things when it comes to winning a championship like mm-hmm. trusting each other being kind of like a family being like a unit is important when it comes to winning a championship because you have to trust these guys when it, when things gets tough mm-hmm. and like with zion like if he's if like no one's talking to this guy if he's just ignoring the team like I would I would take the chance and trade for the second overall pick, even third overall pick maybe. Like, if if I have a chance to get Scoot, I feel like twenty nine and have thirty, actually thirty out of thirty teams. Like, I would see if I can make that happen. Cause Scoot is like, he's someone that I can feel like can come in and make the impact. Like he can be mm-hmm. like a Jaw, he can be like an Anthony Edwards. Yeah. 
I agree. Like, that's why I bought at the point. Like, do you want to stick with your guy that you drafted first overall, but who's never healthy and never present, like, yeah, in the, in the head as well, right? Oh, or are you going to risk, not risk it, but, like, are you going to move on from him, bring in the new guy and see what he can do? Like, I'm I'm all about trade packages. Like, whenever we I talk, I'm always, I yeah, I'm always bringing up trade packages. So I'm always thinking, like, yo, we want to win now, so... Why don't we try and find something that could work out for both sides and see what we can do with that? So I think trading him is a very plausible idea. I think I'd be leading towards trading him if I could. Like the Pelicans seem kind of hopeless right now. Like, especially I think one thing that kills them the most is CJ's contract. Like they could bring in a lot of guys if they didn't have CJ. Even though I like CJ, he's a great player, but the contract he's on is like it just kills all the things that they want to do. Like if anything, like yeah, not just I would like to move him first, if anything. I think CJ uh, is a great locker room guy, though. Yeah. And he is a great leader on off the court. He puts up near all-star level numbers. Like, I don't think he's my number one trade candidate just because of what he gives, what he provides for the team itself. But obviously, if the Zion thing is something they want to stick with and his massive contract, uh, CJ is probably the next on the trading block if anything but if anything if that does happen he's definitely going towards a contender because uh it's either he gets traded to a shit team and they wave him or he gets traded straight up for young pieces that means new orleans would be leaning towards a rebuild or retooling if anything yeah it has to be a retooling i mean this i remember like two years ago we thought of new orleans as like them and the grizzlies as like the future yeah. Because they had so many young pieces and they had so much draft equity. Like even now they have a lot of draft equity. But it just seems like especially the Pelicans in particular, they're just falling apart in front of our eyes, it feels like. Oh, the sad part is like I was actually looking forward to watching the Pelicans dominate this postseason. Like yeah, at agree. the start of the season, I was like, yo, they are definitely a playoff team because of all the guys they had. Mm-hmm. Uh Zion was actually healthy. And then I was just looking forward. I, I love CJ McCollum's game. I love Brandon Ingram's game. Like, I was just looking forward to, th- to seeing them win. And they were the first seed at one point. And then yeah. it kind of just fell apart. And I was a little disappointed by that. Yeah, along with them having Herb Jones and Trey Murphy, like, getting more, more reps under their belt. And like Choo Train was there, too. Like, Choo Train was there. Like, <laughs> this roster looks scary. Like, everyone thought that they were going to be a playoff team, like, at least, like, a top 60. And, like, mm-hmm. them to fall apart like this. Maybe give it one more year, I would say, because you still don't know. Like, what if Zahn does become healthy and never misses a game ever again like you have to kind of play both sides i think the only thing okay let's say he does get healthy the only one the one concern that you have left is distractions like obviously we had the whole fiasco involving the the girls (laughs) to put it lightly but is that going to get into his head is that going to distract from his playing and ruin the whole chemistry in the locker room i think the more he plays like, the less he'll get distracted, in my opinion. Like, if you can just have him on... Because when he's off the court, like, he's not with the team. So, like, that's mm-hmm. where he gets distracted. If he's on yeah. the court, like, he doesn't have the time, like, as much time as he usually will have to fuck around with these fucking porn stars and shit. So... <laughs> <laughs> I think I think you are right. So, give it one year. I think that would be the best course of action. Mm. But... Uh, if I'm Pelicans office, I'm definitely making calls for the upcoming draft. Yeah, I'm I'm checking out to see what I can get. Yeah, but keep it low key, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be late. 
don't be like telling Shams, oh, we're going to trade Zion. Like, <laughs> we that, are looking for packages for Zion. Because like, Zion, will, should, he'll, he'll get his feelings hurt, for sure. Yeah, and that shit didn't work out for Jalen Brown and KD either. So Yeah. Yeah, know. like, do you can... On, uh, did we, we talked about All-NBA the other, the other week, right? Mm-hmm. But then he did... Jalen Brown did get that Supermax deal, or, like, he's eligible for that now because he made the second team. Yeah. But there are still talks of him wanting to get out of Boston because of the, uh, the trade packages for KD. So I think there is a potential for him to be moved this offseason as well. Yeah, and with Jalen Brown, like, I felt really bad because he's, like, one of those guys that are, like, it could be a number one option, but he's stuck behind Tatum, and he gets no credit. And then to see his own name in trade talks is, like, that would hurt me too, honestly. Obviously, yeah. But then again, like, you know, you clearly know who's the alpha on your team. When everyone thinks Boston, I think most people think Tatum, as much as it hurts me to say it. Because I love it. I love Brown. But yeah. you, I already know that when, when you talk about the Boston Celtics, the first person that comes to my mind is Jason Tatum. So yeah. when you think of recruiting KD or another superstar to your team, you're the second best player. You're definitely going to be. <laughs> yeah. You're definitely going to be the one mentioned in that trade. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that, is, that was the John Morant incident for you. We also have uh, Michael Jordan agreeing to sell the Hornets. Oh, I didn't hear about this. Yeah, Michael Jordan. So it's on uh, the score that he is selling the Charlotte Hornets to a group led by Gabe Plotkin and Rick Schnall. I don't know who these people are. Don't, don't know. They're, they're probably billionaires. Probably rich. <laughs> probably rich. Maybe. Uh, but um, I don't know what's going to happen with Charlotte now, considering um, the only reason people went to Charlotte was because Jordan was there. <laughs> like, they've never won a playoff series. Their best draft pick, uh, I would say, is Kemba Walker, and you can see how that panned out. Uh, LaMelo Ball is on that injury list all the time. But he and is. Like, LaMelo is uh, he's the future, for sure. He is the future, but, uh, like, if the... If your pitch is, oh, you get to play with LaMelo Ball, but he's injured, like, 60 games, like, I'm not, I'm not going to go. This <laughs> is the, wait, is this the first time he's gotten injured? A long-term injury? Oh, he's, he, he is, he is made of glass. LaMelo is an injury-prone player. Glass. Yeah. That's true. So, like, yeah, I would love to play with LaMelo, but if he's injured most of the time, it would be a tough call, honestly. I mean, I think they're wrong, like, they, their roster isn't the worst. Like they have Lamelo and Miles Bridges. Like these are two guys that can be stars in the future. I think like Miles was a star when he was playing before until all the, the shit went down. Until the whole thing, yeah. The whole twenty-seven days, twenty-seven nights, of course. And soon enough, they'll have enough cap space to land some free agents. Like they have Gordon Hayward on, on the books right now. Like if they end up moving that somehow, and mm-hmm. then they have this year's second overall pick. I think is is actually a pretty good situation to go to. Like, it's a fun team. It's a young team. All the guys seem like they're having fun. Like, Ubre's there. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's a great team to go to. It's not like you're going to Houston. That's like just hopeless right now. <laughs> so I think they, I think Jordan Loki sold the team at its worst. Like, it, it's only going to get go up from here, in my opinion. If they get PJ Washington on a good deal, then like, I, I'll be I'll be watching the Hornets as a destination for free agents. Okay, because I don't really think of them as a. Big market. 
They're kind of nah, a, nah. a low key market or a small but they got swag. Type. But they got swag. They do have the swag. They they got the players for that. They got the jerseys. They got like the logo. Like no, those jer- actually those jerseys are top. I think top ten all every year. Them going back to like the little Hornet logo, like is so fire. Like for, for that little Hornet, you know the little Hornet cla- logo. It's a classic. It's bro. a classic. It's a classic. And with the honeycomb <laughs> design, like the little baby blue and white. With the I, with the pinstripes. Like yeah, like oof. it's it's so beautiful. Like that I think hits they different. They're like. I think we're, we're low-key sleeping on the Hornets, like, as a destination. Like, out of all of the, the shit teams in the league, it's, like, them and the Magic that I'm, like, looking forward to. I don't know. Magic, I've kind of been looking forward to, considering the roster and um, what they have, what they might be recruiting there in the, like, soon, right? Yeah, they're, but they are I recruiting think, right now, yeah. Yeah, but I think for Charlotte, it's just a little unfortunate because everyone's always, there's always something going on in, in Charlotte. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. And, that's Either it's a suspension or it's injuries. Like you can never catch a break with the Hornets. Yeah, but if if your owner is like a a gambler like Michael Jordan, like professional gambler, then like it it might rub off on a team. Like maybe these new owners. Like actually, I don't know if players and owners have the biggest communication. But with Jordan, I feel like it would be much more of like a you feel a lot more personal with Jordan because he is Michael Jordan. Like he yeah. was a basketball player. Mm-hmm. But maybe they need a culture change. I don't know. It's something. But like I think it, a culture change can do like. A lot for a franchise too, though. Yeah, that that's for sure. <laughs> so he leaves, and the team is the first seed next year. Like maybe it was him. <laughs> maybe it was Jordan. <laughs> maybe it was Jordan, bro. You're like teaching these kids about crazy time and and fucking gambling online and shit. Dude, it's like damn. <laughs> wow, what happened, bro? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be so unfortunate. Like Lamelo injuries, Miles Bridges like legal issues, PJ Washington like has a baby mama. He has to pay like half of his contract too. Mm-hmm. I mean, damn, like, these are, like, your, like, three of your, kind of your best guys in a way, and, like, they're just going through a lot of bullshit. And Gordon Hayward's always injured. Kelly Oubre is just an Instagram model. I mean, like, it's... hey, Oubre, hey, Oubre got it, dude. Oubre got it, dude. <laughs> He got game. He got game, though. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Uh, anything else to add on to that? Uh, no, I guess we can move on. From All right. Uh, Chris Paul. Uh, there were uh, reports of him being waived. But recently, it's looked like they're still deciding on that, on whether to waive him exactly outright or you're trying to find a package or to stretch it, pay over a few oh, years. Oh, he didn't get waived. There were, so the initial re- report was he got waived or he got let go by the team. Yeah. But there is now contradicting evidence that supports that he is in the talks of how to proceed. Like, there's a... There's a way to they're they're thinking of how to let go of him nicely. So either <laughs> <they're>, <laughs> so it's either he's getting traded or they're gonna you know like stretch his contract out over the next few years. Like we don't know what's gonna happen, but I I still think that the Suns is the most ideal situation for him. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think if I if I'm Chris Paul, like, and if I'm the Suns as well, like I'm looking to get a reunion, like. You still have like a year or two left of Chris Paul. We just seen him dunk. You seen the video? He yeah, just dunked exactly, a- exactly. He can dunk a basketball too. <laughs> like uh, he's still. I mean, okay, obviously that doesn't mean shit. But like, I still think he has a few years left in him. I mean, he like he, he isn't like completely washed. Like, I I don't know why people are acting like Chris Paul is like at the end of his career. Like he's close. He's very very close. But like one or he's two years. He's within the twilight. Now. He's like in that twilight zone right now. Yeah, like he can still yeah. contribute to winning basketball, which is why oh, like I would 100%. keep it. That's, I don't know, I, I don't know, like, 
I thought I thought they were waving him just to get him on a, on a more team friendly deal. On a team friendly deal, I think that's possible too, though, because um, some contracts don't become fully guaranteed if you waive them or you do something with them at this specific date. Yeah, and we we've seen that with like George Hill in Milwaukee or, and uh, other players like that. So that is a possibility as well. But if you're already having talks of letting go of a player and you're trying to find packages for him. Are you really enticed to stay? I feel like as Chris Paul, you should be on. Like, you might be a bit more understanding. Like I think Chris Paul, out of any player, would be understanding about that. Like he's like, like he's like late thirties. Like he understands the game. He understands the business. Like it, he knows that he wants a chance to win a championship. He's gonna stay with the team that that's gonna give him the best chance. The Suns have the best chance of giving. He like, I guess, feelings might come into consideration, but at the end of the day. Uh, DeAndre Jordan has one more ring than you, and you want to, you want, you want to catch up, right? <laughs> yeah, you got to catch up to that. <laughs> you got to catch up to that. Who knows? It's crazy, maybe, actually. Maybe Blake, Blake Griffin will come too. <laughs> yeah, Blake went to like Brooklyn. Like, oh, maybe he could win with KD and Kyrie. Chris Paul went to Phoenix. Oh, they made the finals. DeAndre Jordan just comes out of nowhere, bro, and just wins a chip, bro. Like, what the fuck? Hey, you don't expect less from the 2016 All NBA for, uh, first first team center, right? First, yep, team, first center. team center. You don't expect better any than less. Boogie. Better than Boogie. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> way the, better. The case is clear. He has a ring, and Boogie doesn't. So, there's that. <laughs> Uh, he, he's already made his mark in NBA history. Yeah. Greatest of all time. Greatest center of all time. <laughs> yeah, greatest center of the 2010s. Easy. Exactly. First team NBA, like, come on. Now. Come on, Ali. Not even a debate. <laughs> <laughs> he's better than Jokic, actually, because Jokic didn't get first team this year, bro. <laughs> Holy shit, I just realized that. Yo, that's crazy, actually. <laughs> all right. Uh, I think aside from that, we only have a few more news about like Bradley Beal wanting to trade out of Washington yeah, now. I was gonna, I was and gonna talk about that. That was that was I think that was bound to happen. Yeah. Honestly, like he just wanted the bag, play one year, and say All right, I'm out. Like that that's what Beal was thinking. We've seen oh, it coming oh, from a mile away. <laughs> <laughs> when he signed that deal, you know what I told my brother? What? That is the worst contract in NBA history. Easy. I said the same thing. I told my brother that, and he's like, but he averaged 30 points. I'm like, there's a no-trade clause? Yeah, the no-trade clause is that, is... that is shit. Like, Horrendous you don't want business. that at all. Yeah. And number two, he is injured for, like, 75% of the season. Like, yeah. if you if you want someone like that, and you're paying him, like, what, 40-plus million a year, you're screwed. Yeah, like... You fucked up your, your roster, and... You have no control of what you get now because Beal's going to be... You can have the best package from OKC, but then this guy's not going to be like, I don't want to play in Oklahoma. (laughs) That's going to happen. That's going to happen. And you can't do anything about it because you gave him a fucking no-trade clause. I was equally as pissed when I saw that. Like, I wasn't pissed at you because I don't give a fuck. I'm not a Wizards fan. <laughs> but, like, damn, if I was, like, the Raptors and, and they signed that contract, like, bro. Like, bro, if they gave Gary Trent that contract, I would be pissed. Like. <laughs> yeah, like, bro, they give Siakam that contract. A, a no trade clause is, like, you you should never you have, be given that out. You have so much power over the team. Yeah, you do. Like, that. you have all the leverage. Like, you can even say to a team, it's like, like, now they have a no trade clause. And that team's like, okay, like, if you don't want to go here, like, we just won't trade you. Beal can just be like, okay, I'll just play like shit. And just be on the books. Or I'll just sit out. Yeah, I'll sit out. That's what AD did. Yeah. He can claim an injury. Like, oh, I hurt my pinky toe. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's that's it. Yeah, like, he's fucked. 
Yeah, exactly. But because of that, they are working together to find a trade partner. I mean, where would where would you would like to see go? Like Portland? For it... me, it's a really tough decision because I haven't had the time to figure out the right number of draft picks, first of all. Because yeah. that's probably one... To me, he's worth like one or two draft picks now because of the injury concerns and the huge-ass contract yeah. and the way he performed last season. So that's that's like... That's barely anything. And then... I would, to, I would go for Miami. That's the only team I was looking at. You also have to think of who you're giving up. Like, are you going to give up Lowry in that deal as well? Or are you yeah. going to give up Duncan Robinson? Lowry, Hero, maybe Robinson. Lowry, Hero, and Robinson? And a first-round pick? Yeah, first, maybe even, like... I mean, you would have to. I mean, if you're Miami, like, you're on your last legs. Like, you, you, might, you have to swing for the fences sometimes. Like, mm. This is a deal I would, I would like to make. I mean, okay, like, we got to kind of pull back and be like... He was one of the best scorers in the NBA. On and a like bad he's team, still probably yes. he is on a bad team, but like he and it's not like his offense is just like him chucking. Like he's decently efficient. Like he gets good shots. Like he's able to create his own shot very effectively. And mm-hmm. maybe you never know. Like if he tries on defense, because I don't I wouldn't try either if I'm Bradley Beal on defense against the fucking Wizards. But if he tries on defense, who knows? Like he can be serviceable. And if he's putting up like twenty six on offense and he's serviceable on defense, I mean I I would like that over Lowry, Robinson and Hero. Honestly, I think I think that would be a, a really cool lineup to see because you have your defensive monsters in Jimmy and Bam, and then you have your offensive guy in Beal. Yeah, like, I think that would be a really cool di- cool dynamic. But then for me, uh, obviously, I think you had a really good pitch. I think Philly would be a cool cool idea too. Mm, okay. I yeah. think go- him going to Philly would be because James Harden wants out of Philly apparently, mm-hmm. and. There's talks of him going back to Houston. So if that's going to happen, work out some type of deal, get Harden to Houston, get Beal to Philly, probably giving up like Tobias Harris and Tyrese Maxey in that deal, which is unfortunate. That's the issue, yeah. yeah. But I feel like Philly but, won't want to give up Maxey. If, but here's the thing. If they do give up Maxey and they get Beal, we have a, we have a free agent class which have de- we have decently good guards in this class, which yeah. I think you might want to touch upon later. Yeah. I think there's a chance that they can snag someone from there and be a legitimate top three team. Philly, for sure. If they get Beal, I mean, we've seen Harden and Embiid, they should have been something. Like, them just playing like shit kind of ruined everything. Like, I thought they were going to be like like a big championship contender. Those are two mm-hmm. guys that Harden and Embiid, like, Beal, for me, is like, he's like he's not too far off from Harden. Like, but he, the last it, time Beal played in the playoffs, he didn't. He wasn't terrible. Yeah, he put up was, like twenty something, I think. Yeah, and that was yeah. like years ago. But who knows? Like, I think Beal, he's not one of those players that like falls to shit when everything around you crumbles. He just falls to shit because he doesn't want to play. Like, yeah, there's a there's a difference. Yeah, like that that just proves like he doesn't crumble. Like he doesn't choke. He just. He can get a bucket whenever he wants to. That's just him. So yeah. I think if Embiid crumbles in the playoffs, you still have Beal to pick up the slack. Yeah, and Beal is not afraid of taking his own shot. Exactly. And then the free agency class. He's still going to grab a few good players off the market. So I think Philly is a very viable option. And you're getting rid of Tobias Harris's contract. The only downfall is Tyrese Maxey. But I think that's what you need to get uh, a player of Beal's caliber. Yeah, like, and if I'm Philly, like... I, I'm looking at Embiid as like he only has like a three to four window because he gets injured so often. Like he only has a three to four year window. 
mm-hmm. to still be great. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm throwing shit at the wall. Like, I'm getting Beal in. Like, I'm a lot higher on Beal than I think a lot of other people are. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think if you want to win, like, you have to make these deals. Like, you need to bring in guys that are great now. Like, Maxi, maybe he'll be good in, in a year or two, but I want a guy that's good right now that's going to help I my want a contributor right now. right now, right? Yeah, and he can – Beal can play 40-plus minutes. He can – like, he's not too injury-prone. He's shown mm-hmm. that he can do it in the past. And why not bring a guy like that in? Like, I would love to have Beal in, in either Miami or Philly for sure. Yeah. So, I, like I said, I think we both have good uh, ideas of where he should land up. Yeah. But uh, it's it'll be tough to say considering his no-trade clause. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. And do you want me to, to talk about this 2003? Yeah, we, we, we got a few more minutes left. Let's, okay, let's so shot. real quick, I mean, I was just looking through the free agent classes. And for me, like I like to see like what's the deepest position uh, in each free agency class. Not that the shooting guards were actually like really interesting to look at. So I compiled 12 names that I thought were pr- probably like what I would say are like my favorite guys in the free agency class for shooting guards. And I want you to make a top five. Five. Oh, okay. of these guys okay so let, let me give you the list it may be a lot of names but I, I think you can remember it we have Harden Bruce Brown Jordan Clarkson Austin Reeves Josh Hart Gary Trent Jr. Max Struess Seth Curry Alec Burks Josh Richardson Nikhil Alexander Walker and Dante DiVincenzo it's a lot of names alright so right off the bat I'm putting what, uh, what Nikhil Alexander Walker and um, he's he's at the bottom of that list for me. <laughs> okay, okay. He's probably yeah. I think I don't think he's going to be in anyone's top five. No, probably not. Yeah, probably but not. As a young option on a good contract, I'll okay, do on a, to come. As a young guy, I think he has the potential to be a great guy, a great shooting guard. Yeah. Right now, though, I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, he contributed to Minnesota. Minnesota, like that that playoff run, he was. Pretty good. I I thought like I could okay. see a potential with him being okay. like a bench he, guy. He did nothing in like Portland. He did nothing in Utah. Like, <laughs> oh, come on. He, okay, he was okay in Utah. He was okay, okay. in Utah. All right, fine. But like, he did nothing in like to me. Like, he wasn't such a big factor. Like, I was able to trade him during fantasy, and I was like so happy. Well, <laughs> I mean, he he gets like two minutes a game. I mean, what do you expect? Yeah. Like when he gets minutes, he's he's performed, and that's what I was looking at for the future. Like I could depend on him as like a bench guy. Okay. Three okay. and D wing. Like he's he's not he's not bad. I like him. Mm-hmm. A name that really like made me like be like, hmm, I don't know where to rank you. Josh Hart. Josh Hart yeah. is super underrated because he is a guard that can grab boards. Like that is super valuable in today's game. We just you, seen it in the you, finals. Ex- ex- or or the playoffs. Yeah. Well, yeah, also okay. talking about Bruce Brown. Bruce like, Brown, you know, right. Yeah, okay, yeah. But you see that Josh Hart, he's one of the best rebounding guards in this draft class. Hmm. Maybe in the league, too. I, I wouldn't league, say. Probably. Probably. I mean, like, aside from Russell Westbrook, I, th- I think Russ can still get it, grab his boards. That's true, yeah. But, yep. I think Josh Hart might sit in the fifth or fourth spot for me. Hmm. I have him in my third spot. Me, like, third rivaling spot. two, but, like, solidly three. Actually, Josh Hart fourth, Gary Trent fifth. Oh, okay. Because okay. Gary Trent can get you a bucket whenever you want. He might mm. be a liability on defense sometimes, and he might not put in the effort there, but when he goes off, he can give you 30 a night. That's and actually interesting. We can see that, though. We've seen that in the Toronto Raptors games, mm. right? And, like, when he came to Toronto, we were, we were really happy for him. Like, we were really hyped for that. Yeah. And it's not that he's decreased in production over the years. 
he's if anything he's remained consistent or he's done a little bit more than the year prior so i think gary trent could sit fifth that's no I, you say that I, i'm actually interested because i had clarkson at fifth clarkson at fifth because clarkson, clarkson i feel like what you described gary trent as was exactly who who Jordan or, clarkson was yeah like he averaged <laughs> 20 points per game this season yeah it was utah but like if i if i if i'm a playoff team if i'm like the, even the lakers like if i want someone to get a bucket like that's what they needed they need a guy that can just get a bucket. that's true yeah i would i would love clarkson like right now he's like 31 like this is his pretty much his prime like his last few years of his prime i would love to bring him in like i think he's one of the guys that like i would look to bring in as like a bench scorer he's a decent locker room guy too like i think players love to play with him like x man of the year in the yeah, past why yeah. not bring him in I, like he he's sitting at fifth for me fifth. okay okay uh give me a few more names uh, Austin Reeves. Yeah. Max Struess. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Brown. I was, I guess those like the big names. I, I guess he would factor for top five. I think. Austin Reeves three. Whew, okay, three. I think Austin Reeves three, just because of. I think this might be a small sample size I'm taking from, hmm. but from what he did in the playoffs, he was clearly the third best player for that roster, like, ahead of D'Angelo Sometimes Russell. second, like, sometimes uh, second. Yeah, sometimes player. second, exactly. So, I think Austin Reeves can be considered third in that re- list. You got, you already got a lot of teams probably calling for him, hmm. his agent, and he already said, I want to make the most money in this MV, uh, in my career, right? Yeah. I think if willing, a team, like, I don't know who might want to trade for it or, like, sign him, but they might throw a lot of money at him, and... He's not going to say no. And he's shown that he can be the second, third best player on the team. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's in the playoffs. So, so, that's a, that, what's your, so what's your top three? Like, I, I don't know top three. Like, you, have your, you have your five, four, and three, right? Yep. Bruce Brown, two. Bruce James Harden, Brown, one. Two. Harden, wow. So do you have your top five or are you missing a guy? Top five. So I said Trent. Yeah. Hart. Hart. Reeves. Hmm. Hang on. Switch up Reeves and Hart. I think Hart is still a more valuable player sometimes. Than Reeves. Ah, so yeah. you have I think, Harden. I think Hart's a more valuable player than Reeves, honestly. Because Hart is an offensive and defensive contributor. Damn, that is interesting. So you have Reeves sitting at four. three. Four. Four. I have, I have Reeves sitting at two. Two? Oh, shit. Okay. And like solidly in two. I thought he was like a cut above like the, the next few guys. I think I Bruce thought... Brown... I think Bruce Brown and his... Like his performance this postseason is proven a proven number two. I think Reeves being the number pretty much the number one guy for the Lakers against the Nuggets and contributing efficiently and being like an alpha dog on offense. Yeah. Like, I think I'm really impressed with that. Like if I can trust him to be my starting shooter guard playing over forty minutes a game, like being the guy that I rely on at, at the end of mm-hmm. games, like I think that's like that's not value you find anywhere. And like if you can get him for like a okay enough price like he's probably gonna get a lot of money but under like 25 30 mil like i'm taking that like i'll take that like i think he i'm prioritizing him over someone like Hart, who's a good role player like him and brown like Hart and brown both really good role players but i think reeves is a kind of a cut above what those guys are uh my argument to that small sample size yeah that's true that's exactly why I'm hesitant to put Reeves so high. I think he's a great talent. 
what he proved in this series against Denver, like the Lakers versus Denver series, amazing, phenomenal, especially for an undrafted guy. Like that, that kid has a lot to prove, like to show us in the future. But I'm not gonna give him 30 mil right off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> so he sits fourth for me because of his potential. But where he sits right now and what he's proven and done in the league, in this league so far, he still sits fourth. But here's the other argument that I have: it's that over the course of the season, he started with zero minutes. And he worked his way, and through like the last few games of the season, like last like maybe last like four out of six game, like how do I describe it? like the last like four six of the season? Yeah, he was probably like you know like showing that he was worth playing in the playoffs, like big minutes, and he was getting those minutes. Like it's unfair to kind of say that it was a like a small sample size. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. on him. Like he just didn't get minutes. Mm-hmm. Then he got minutes, and in those minutes, he's proved that he can be that guy. And it's not like he's just throwing up bullshit like. It's efficient shots, like it's smart basketball. It's things that you can see replicated on on different teams and like in different systems. Like those little floaters, those little those little mid range jump shots, going around screens, like not fouling as much as he should be, like playing smart. Like I like I I value that, and I think that that it's not like he had like a like a TJ Warren bubble performance where he just blew up and like went crazy and like we've never seen him before. Like we've been seeing this from Reeves the whole season in a way. Well, well, part of the part of the whole season. Yeah, but like when he played a lot of minutes, he's been doing the same things. So I think I'm much more like confident in Reeves' future than opposed to like another guy that may just have blew up in like one playoff series, like Caleb Martin. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Caleb Martin's not on that list. I'm assuming just because yeah. he was more of a playoff performer. And obviously, if you're a team with playoff aspirations, you you're gonna need someone like that off your bench. Yeah, hundred percent. I don't know. I think, to me, you still need to prove yourself. Like, I'm not saying he's a one-year wonder. Those yeah. do exist. It does exist, yeah. And I don't think he's that. I think he... Hillbilly Kobe's got a lot of stuff to <laughs> to prove Hillbilly out. Kobe. Damn. That's his nickname. That's his nickname. <laughs> it is his nickname. That's pretty yeah. crazy, though. Hillbilly Kobe. But I think, again, Austin Reeves, rookie, first year in the... Or, like, he's, like, first, second year, right? In the yeah. League? Yeah, he's like relatively young. Yeah. Everyone else ahead of him or within the same shooting guard draft cl- or like shooting guard class has done a little bit more to show that why they deserve the higher spots. Yeah, especially with Josh Hart, I can see it. Exactly, yep. Yeah. So Gary Shine Jr. fifth, strictly because of his defensive liabilities at times. And yeah, he's shown his, that he can be a, a good defensive player. Like he's exactly, shown. yeah, he's shown. But he, at times he's been like, eh, whatever, let him die. Yeah. Let him, let him pass. yeah. But he's young. Hmm. So that gives him an edge over Clarkson because he has more ears. Right. If you're a content, let's say you're Milwaukee or you're Boston and you just need that guy that can generate offense off your bench, I think you sign Clarkson. Yeah. But if you're a team that is looking to be good for the next three, four years, like maybe Denver like wants to. Yeah. <laughs> Denver wants that dynasty to continue, and they can somehow clear some cap space. Gary Trent is someone you want. Yeah, I agree with that actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fourth, Austin Reeves. I don't know where he's going to go, if he stays in LA or not, has and if LA. he has to be LA, right? But if he does sign elsewhere, is he becoming a number one option? Is he becoming a number two or three? Like, th- if you're throwing all that money at that guy, like, let's say twenty million. 15 yeah. to 20 million. That's a big 
big player salary. 15, 20 million. That's big player. Like, no, it's especially not. <laughs> no, it's not. OG okay, maybe gets that like, money. Maybe 15 years ago, yeah, it was. But <laughs> yeah, years ago. Okay, but like, let's. That's a. You're expecting him to do top tier role player things if you're oh, paying yeah. him that much. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. But coming from a guy who's only been in the league for like one ish, two ish years, it's it's a, it's a little hard for me to confidently say he's top two. He's he's number two. Well, you gotta see the potential. Like you gotta you gotta yeah, imagine yeah. the Potential's next. There. Potential's there definitely, but. What I'm expecting, like right away, right off the bat, don't know yet. Okay. So number four, number three, Josh Hart. I think he's proven a lot already. I think he's a great locker room presence for sure. And he needs someone to dap him up for real because like, <laughs> oh, he's, yeah. he's being left hanging. And he gets fucked over. I, I know, and he's one of he's one of my more fun players to like to watch sometimes because he's he's just an energetic guy, right? Yeah, yeah, him and Brad yeah, both. And, any team needs that. Every team needs that. And he grabs boards. He plays. He's a decent shooting guard as well. And he's a great defender on the wing. His wingspan's huge. Hmm. So I think number three is a, a fair spot for him. Bruce Brown, number two, because of what he performed in the playoffs, his energy. And I think we, we were just exposed to a lot of his, um, his game throughout the last few years. And uh, whether it be in Brooklyn, in Denver, even in Detroit when he was still in his rookie years, like he did, he did what he did, and um, I think it's well deserved for a big contract for him this this upcoming uh, postseason, uh, free agency. And James Harden once again past MVP, but he's no longer that that same tier player. But I think he still is a great assist leader. Um, I think he led the assist. Did he lead the league in assists this year? I thought he did. I thought he did. Yeah, it was, it or was like he's one of the best assist players, right? Like yeah. he's a shooting guard that can still play the point, and that is invaluable considering you need playmaking and you. Can, he can still score. Like we've seen that in the was it the Boston series in game one? Yeah, forty-one. He can still score, and uh, I think people are discounting him because of his um, his infamous choking in the playoffs, but James Harden. Um, as long as you don't make him the number one option, he will still do wonders for your team. Mm-hmm. And uh, although uh, it might be disagreed, and I'm personally not a big James Harden fan, uh, I think he can provide a lot of veteran leadership and mentorship for the young guys. Yeah, and we've seen that. We've seen him even in the off season when he's when he's working out with these younger guys. Like, yeah, you saw the clips of him and Scotty Barnes. Like, he's a great leader. Like he is. He's a he's an amazing leader. He's just, you know, the flopping and. The, Whatever the, the the swimming upwards like, but yeah, that's. I think he's still one of the, the best shooting guard in this free agency. Yeah, I, I have a lot of faith in James Harden. Like, I have him clearly at number one. Like, he has to be. He is, like, in my opinion, he's still like an All NBA caliber player. In my opinion, yeah. it's just that in the playoffs, like, he just struggles for for no reason. I feel like he gets in his own head. Maybe it's something like that. Cause I think it's I think it's a mental. It, it might be that because we've yeah. seen him Philly and Boston. Like when you're watching the games, he's just not taking shots that he should be taking, and it's like unheard of to see someone that has been in the league for that long to be successful for, for that long to to not be taking some of these shots and to kind of fold under pressure like if he and can, he's had success in the playoffs before yeah he he's has, had like, the success before like in the houston one guy. in oklahoma yeah. yeah exactly like there are times when he's still been the best player in the playoffs and although he's been shooting not as great compared to his regular season but 
Maybe that's just, just the what team. I think. Maybe it's because Embiid is also like an infamous choker <laughs> too. Like maybe it just rubbed off on him. He needs to be in the right culture. Maybe it's the wrong, wrong culture. Yeah, that that could be it. Yeah, but for what sure, else like Harden's still that guy. So Harden's your number one. You said Harden's awesome. Reason number two. Reason number two. I have Harden at three, Brown four, and Clarkson five. But there were some interesting names on the Clarkson. list. Like I liked, I liked like Alec Brooks. Josh Richardson and Dante Tivincenzo. Alex Burks is Alex Burks is such an underrated player because he plays for Detroit, and <laughs> no one watches Detroit games. No one does. <laughs> but he's a good scorer. Like no he's one does. The same mold as Jordan Clarkson. He's a great leader. Yeah, he's yeah. A, he's a great leader in the locker room. He is. He, I swear, I picked him up like two or three times in fantasy this year because he put up such good stats. Like, it was crazy. <laughs> That's how we gauge your success, dude. We look at fantasy. Yeah, fantasy. <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, I think he would be a great presence for any contender. Maybe like the Lakers can get him on a good cheap deal. Yeah, like, that would be. I think he can. If Austin Reeves does leave, I think he provides the same type of energy and uh, capabilities that he provided. I don't know about that, but like I think Brooks is like he can, he can be what you expect a Malik Beasley to be. Like he can be the guard that comes off the bench and, and drops buckets. Like that's what they signed Beasley. That's why they signed Walker. Like that's what they expected from mm-hmm. even Troy Brown at points. Uh, some uh, sometimes like Troy yeah. Brown was good back in Washington. Like they mm-hmm. need someone that can just get get some buckets. Don't be afraid of the moment. Like someone that like LeBron can trust, which is weird to say. Like he's it's like he's a coach, but like he's like a trusted vet in the league that you can trust to get buckets. Like sure. he's someone that all the contenders should be lining up to sign. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and uh, your top. Uh, so that's your top five. Yeah, Clarkson at five. That's your yeah. top. It's very similar to mine, actually. It actually very is. Like we have the same reasonings, like the same. Like we said, Trent and Clarkson, like both like the same reasonings. And but... you didn't even tell me ahead of time about this thing you were gonna <laughs> I didn't. do. No, so I, didn't. I was already thinking of like who I thought is like top. But I think both of us came up with like very good reasonings as to why we placed our players. Yeah, and you're, I just a little, yeah. you're a little more high on potential than I am. I need I proven talent. But I, he did he did prove it. Like it's a play. Okay, yeah. He proved it. It's a, small, it's a smaller sample size. I need, yeah, I need sample, concrete you need, proof. You, yeah, you need so, yeah, you need sample size, dude. I need I, solid I just, proof, bro. I need a glimpse, dude. I need a glimpse. That's it. No, you you see um you see uh summer league and you're like MVP. Oh, damn, like this kid's Kevin Knox, holy fuck. Kevin dude. Knox. <laughs> Yo, he was going crazy in Summer League. Oh my god. If you were the GM, you would have given him the four year like one sixty mil right there. Like. Yeah, like the designated player option. Like he's he's taking it. He's taking the my Derek money. Rose rule. Like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I he was good in Summer League. I don't give I don't give a fuck. I'll no, love Kevin Knox. And he's been okay this season. Kevin Knox, like he hasn't been that bad. He, he did he he had his moments. Yeah, yeah. End of the season, yeah, like you know when like all the all like the garbage players get get minutes and stuff. Like someone drops forty, like someone yeah, just dropped forty. Like he's like one of those guys. Like he just goes off in the last few games. He'll he'll go off when uh, he gets a chance to. Yeah, for sure. Like yeah. he can contribute. Like he's kind of three and D. Like maybe some team will sign him. I don't know. I hope so. <laughs> Fortnite suit. Fortnite. <laughs> that is the best draft class. The best like, like, draft uh, suit ever. 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 Like. I don't care if Bobo came up with like a suit that was worth more than his rookie contract. Like, <laughs> holy shit, dude! <laughs> that was so funny. Yeah. Any more? Any more topics? Any more events to cover? I think that's all I had in my agenda. I think the last week we had, despite 
um despite the the finals we had a lot of interesting events that happened and great to just catch up and talk about them and actually give my thoughts because like people might some people might call might call me crazy over what i have to say <laughs> no th- this podcast like i seem it seems like we had the most rational thoughts we've ever had probably because uh sometimes we're just like at each other's throats sometimes we're just <laughs> exactly <reading. laughs> it's nice to be on the same page for once honestly for once yes for sure, definitely <laughs> DeAndre Jordan. Yeah. Best center cool. in the league. Best, best center in the league. Yep. First team all NBA. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> you want to end it off? Yeah, sure. Why not? Anyways, that's another episode of Court of Kings. Thank you for watching and listening. And we'll see you in two weeks. <laughs>